A quick reminder, the hosts of this show are employees of Mach 1 Financial Group. This podcast is for informational purposes only and nothing said on the show should be taken as investment advice. Employees and clients of Mach 1 Financial Group may maintain positions in the securities or strategies discussed. Hello and welcome to the Mach 1 Market Moment where we provide financial information on topics such as investing, insurance, financial planning, and everything related to your money. This is episode number 48. And this is Matt Walters here, and today we're going to talk about retirement, but come at it from a little bit different angle. So we're going to come at it from talking about all of the non-financial aspects of retirement. So things that you should think about, plan for, pray about, uh, everything that you should do not related to your finances before retirement. So we're going to get into that and looking forward to the conversation Before we jump in, let's introduce everybody on the show today. We have uh, Mike Frost, our VP and advisor. Mike, how are you doing today? Matt, I am excited about this topic for a lot of different reasons. Yeah, well, (laughs) Mike is our uh, expert on the show today (laughs) as we get into the uh, pre-retirement planning for retirement conversation. And then we have Natalie, our producer. How are you doing? Wonderful. It's it's a bit rainy outside. I had to paddle on in here, but I made it. Yeah, it, it was crazy weather. Uh, this morning, David is actually supposed to be with us on the show and he's flooded in. He can't get out of his out of his driveway or off his road. So um, be safe out there for sure. But talking about today, non-financial aspects of retirement. So as financial advisors in a financial you know, planning wealth management firm, we're always talking about money, right? What do we do with our money? How do we budget? How do we invest? What kind of insurance do we need? And all of those things are extremely important, but there's a lot of other aspects that go into retirement and what that looks like for somebody. We had a seminar last night um, with a lot of great people and, and I touched on you know, how big of a transition it is to go from working your whole life, having that paycheck to all of a sudden not, and you just stop doing what you've done your entire life. So that's a very hard transition. So let's jump into it. So focusing on the non-financial aspects of a successful retirement, Mike, I know retirement and the thought of it can be really stressful for a lot of people. I know you did some research. What are some different points or um, things that people are worried about? Yeah, Matt, doing the research, I found out there was a study back in 1960. Uh, these two psychiatrists did 5,000 patients, not psychiatric patients, just patients that are in hospitals, had health issues. And they asked them, what are the top stressors in your life that may have led to what caused you to be in the hospital? Well, surprisingly enough, a lot of these are reflective of retirement. The number one stressor was death of a spouse. We just did a podcast on that, what that would include or involve uh, in retirement. Number two is gray divorce. Uh, It's on the rise now. People 55 and over are getting divorced. And we'll talk about some of the reasons why that might be. Number 10 stressor was just retiring. I mean, just the fact of retiring was the top 10 reason for their stressor. Number 16 was change in financial status. Number 20, large debts. You know, we talk about that a lot here, how being being out of debt in retirement is so critical. 26, a spouse stops working. Okay, that could affect your finances. And then number 32 was change of residence. You know, a lot of people decide, hey, when I retire, I'm going to move to X. Uh, And so that's a stressor. But if you notice... Just a couple of these are financial issues. A lot of the other ones have to deal with things that could possibly happen to you in retirement. 
Yeah, exactly. So, so again, we're we're going to make the assumption some of those financial issues are taken care of. So some of the, maybe those stresses have been addressed. We've taken care of those. Mike, where should we when when someone's getting you know three, four, five, two years, whatever it is, away from that retirement date? What should they be planning? What should they be doing and looking for? Well, you hit the key word there, Matt. Planning. You got to have a plan. So that's the first thing. You can't just walk into retirement. You know, David says it a lot. It's not what you retire from. It's what you retire to. The Social Security Administration states that at least 25% of people that are 65 years old now will live into their 90s. So that's 20 plus years of retirement. 20 years of retirement. And if you don't have a plan, uh, that could be a real problem. So what do you do? You need to change your view of retirement, first of all. It's not an ending. It's a new beginning. What are you getting ready to go do? And if you've not given that any thought, well, maybe you should. And we're going to put in the show notes a couple of books that have this thing. that I, One of them is called a mind map. A mind map. What is a mind map? First of all, it's in the book called Retire Happy, Wild and Free by Zelensky. It's in chapter three of that book. And it basically says, sit down and say, okay, here's my life. Here's a function of my life. Let's say um, your leisure activities. What are all the leisure activities do I want to do? And you list all those out on one aspect of it. Then on the other side, you may say, well, what, what travel do I want to do? And you list all the places you want to travel. And then you have a family. And, and if you look at this, you, you create this map of what retirement could look like and the things that are important to you. And another one does something very similar called um, Retirement Happiness Map in the book called Winning at Retirement. And that's in chapter 11. That's by Foley and Hillsley. And Natalie, the great producer extraordinaire, will have all this in the show notes. So retirement success is basically an equation. Retirement success equals time, which we'll have a lot of, plus direction. If you don't have the time, then you're not retired. If you've got time, then what are you going to do with it? That's where the direction comes in. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I know we have a lot of clients who they continue, you know, they might retire from their career and then they, they come in for the next quarterly review and they say, well, I actually picked up this part-time job and started doing that. You know, so it, it looks different for everybody, right? It's not this idea of, hey, I've got to never do anything again, kick my feet up and sit at home. Right. That's that's I would say what not what retirement looks like for most people. Well, some people do that, but that's a recipe for disaster. And all the studies that I've read and looked at the research, if all you're going to do is sit home, and watch TV eight hours a day, uh, you will not have a very happy retirement and probably not a very long one. Um, so some of the things you can do, Matt, you hit the first one. You got to decide whether you're going to work or not work. And you could volunteer. The work doesn't mean like the job you're doing now, going in, doing your eight, 10 hours a day, but it's something that you've always wanted to do and you may get paid for it. If you don't get paid for it, if you've taken care of your financials, which is the assumption we made up front, then you go volunteer and do it. You know, you could think of some things. I mean, you'll work at a hospital. Uh, you could mentor people coming out of prison. Uh, personally, I'm going to do, I built a wood shop. I'm going to do some woodworking. But what is it you're going to get up every morning and go do? you got to have something to go do. Absolutely. Yeah, and staying plugged in both in a work setting, work environment, in your church, and staying social, uh, staying, staying socially engaged. Mike, we were talking about that before the podcast. How important is that, and can you give some kind of examples of how to 
Absolutely. It, when you leave your work, you obviously leave your coworkers. You know, you go see them every day and you just have this natural group that you're with every day. Okay, now you're retired. That gets severed. You may keep some interactions with them, but that doesn't mean you just stop socially. You have to be intentional to keep that social network open. Have new friends. If you volunteer, you'll have new friends there. Get out and join some uh, civic groups. But do something to make sure you keep your social life active. Uh, and again, it is so important that you don't completely depend on your spouse. Because now, if you're married and you and your spouse have been working now, you're both retired. We're going to make that assumption. And you got 100% of your day with each other. That is one of the reasons great divorce has gone up. Because you're just depending on one another. And for males, you really do depend on the female more so. And the female's like, hey, that's enough. I've had enough of you 10, 12 hours a day. I need a break. So it is very important to keep your own social network in place. Uh, and it could be new people. Yeah, absolutely. And again, it goes back to just having that plan, you know, having that. What's What are you going to do that first day that you don't get up and go into work? Right. Um Having that plan, so you're still, so you're still getting up and doing X, Y, Z, whatever it may be, and just rolling right into the next thing, like you would if you'd stopped one job and moved on to the next job. Um, and you know, just having that plan and moving forward. So staying, staying physically fit, you know, active, getting up, moving, um, going to the gym. I know that's an important thing for people, you know, throughout their entire life, but maybe even more so when you have, you don't have as many reasons to get out and be as active. Well, again, in retirement, assuming you have the finances, if you don't have your health, it doesn't matter how much your finances that you have. So you need to focus on that physical health as long as your financial health. And again, eat right and move, whatever it is for you. Some people are going to run. Some people will bike. Some people just walk. Some people go to the gym. But just get up and move. Again, if you spend eight hours in front of a TV all day, your mind's going to get dull. Your health's going to go away. And you will not last long and you won't be much fun to be around either. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Staying mentally active, you know, and engaged is, is extremely important. And, you know, we're sitting here reporting a co- recording a podcast and I know Mike, you and I are both big podcast fans, listen to a lot of podcasts. That would be a great way to stay engaged in, you know, society, what's going on, what, what learning, you know, do you have any podcasts that come to mind? Yeah, the Mach 1 market moment. That's absolutely the best one I listen to every week. <laughs> now, there's lots of podcasts out there, and you just Google it. I mean, look at the ones that you're interested in. If you like woodworking, there's a thousand of those. If you like needlepoint, there's some of those. Whatever your interest is, just expand that. Um, challenge yourself. Read a book a month. Uh, learn a new skill. Um, maybe you can learn a new language. But but challenge yourself to keep your mind active. And, and it's proven that if you do that, you have lower rates of dementia, lower rates of Alzheimer's. So keep your mind active. Yes. And to, to reiterate that there's a podcast on everything, Haley, my wife, has recently gotten into gardening. And she is listening to gardening podcasts that just talk about gardening. I, it blows my mind that someone's sitting there talking about gardening that much. But there are literally podcasts on any kind of topic you could ever imagine. And so go out there and listen to it. You know, you can, I know David listens to podcasts while he's mowing his yard. You know, you can stay engaged and learn doing all kinds of different things. And so that's a great way 
um, to do that. What about relocating? I know a lot of clients will talk about, well, you know, now that we're not working, we're going to relocate, move maybe closer to our kids, closer to our family. Any considerations or thoughts there? Well, that's a great thing you just pointed out. Move closer to your family. Some people actually move further from the family. You know, like here in Arkansas, what if I retire and I want to move to Florida? Right. You know, we have a lot of people move here to Bella Vista to retire. But, you know, I have a brother that moved from Nashville, Tennessee, moved down to Mexico Beach, Florida. Three months later, the hurricane wiped his house away and he moved away from his, his family. But that's an agreement you and your spouse have to make and you have to decide, you know, all right, we're moving away. It's going to cause us to be, you just have to be in agreement on it. And that is a major stressor. Right. But you got to think about all the implications of that. So um, I think after the hurricane blew their house away, they kind of had second thoughts, but they're still there at this point. Yeah. Yeah. So a lot of things to take into account, you know, relocating, staying mentally active, staying physically active, socially engaged. Anything else, Mike, when you're thinking about transitioning into retirement, key, you know, points that you want to put emphasis on having a plan for or. There's a couple more things, Matt. One is retirement is going to be different than your working life. I just talked to a guy at church Sunday, been retired for about six months. And he said, Mike, it's a depression is real in retirement. You know, after you've done all the housework stuff, done all your projects, played all the golf you want to play, been fishing all you want, then it kind of sets in like, oh, this is my new life. And if you don't have that plan that we talked about up front, I mean, you could start having a pity party. Um, I mean, you may lose your identity. If you were a big wig in some company and now you're just regular Joe, uh, just like, well, you know, what happened? If your friends are all at work and you don't have any outside friends, it's like, well, what do I do? If you don't have a purpose to go do something, it, it could, you can see where you could be, get depressed. So anytime those things come up, address them. Uh, the, the research I did says, if you put off issues, you and your spouse have an issue, something comes up and you just put it off, it just gets worse. And that's just everyday life, right? You don't address it as it happens. Secondly, make sure you give your spouse some space. I mean, don't, don't all of a sudden say, okay, we're going to spend every waking hour together. That would be smothering. And again, that's another reason why gray divorce is on the rise. Uh, so make sure you give each other space and communicate. And if you do this mind mapping together and plan out your retirement, you'll have things that you do separately. And that's healthy. Uh, it's okay. Uh, it's a good thing that you have your own uh, interest. Yeah, absolutely. Another kind of transition point in life is is that I think can be similar for a lot of people, especially when it comes to your marriages, is uh, when you become an empty nester, right? A lot of couples have spent their whole, the last 20 years doing nothing but focusing on the kids, raising the kids, doing everything the kids want to do. And all of a sudden the kids are gone and you're sitting there and it's you and your spouse. And that's a really hard thing for a lot of people, right? And that's kind of a similar thing with retirement. If you don't have that plan and you haven't been investing in each other and you haven't been around each other all day, every day because you're working and all of a sudden you're sitting at home together, like that could be very difficult. That's why you got to have a plan, Matt. Got to have a plan. And just to, Side note, we could do a whole podcast on empty nesters, but trust me, it takes time to adjust to being an empty nester. We have two grown children. It took us two weeks, I believe, to get used to being yeah. without them. Yeah, <laughs> took a really long time. Yeah. The uh, So kind of summarizing today, just wrapping it all up, Mike, can you kind of give us an overall summary? Yeah, some key points here. Your retirement can last up to 30 years. 
have a plan, develop a plan. You had a plan for your life. You had your plan for your finances. Now develop a plan for retirement. It is a new beginning. Look at it that way. This is a fresh start. Brand new. You can do whatever you want. So create that plan. And if you're married, do it with your spouse. Don't think you're going to do this on your own. All right. After you've done the first six months, you're doing all these things. What is it that's going to get you excited to get out of bed every day? What is your purpose in life? Answer those questions. I like the five P's, Matt. Proper preparation will provide for peak performance. Proper preparation will provide for peak performance. Well, if proper preparation is just a plan. Have a plan and then execute that plan. And you know what? You're retired. You can change it if you want to. Retirement can be and often is stressful. But if you have a plan and you can anticipate those, then you can offset some of those potential stressors that have come down the line. Your financial and non-financial aspects of retirement should complement each other. They shouldn't be in contradiction. And then if you're still like, you know what, I I got it. I get all these non-financial stuff about retirement, but I'm not sure my finances are ready because that was an assumption we made up front, Matt. Well, all they got to do is do what? Yeah, they can give us a call. Give give our office a call and talk to one of us. I often tell people as we're putting together a plan, the hardest part of that plan for a lot of people is knowing what their goals are and what they're wanting to do, right? We can show them, hey, this is how you budget. This is how you save. This is how you invest. This is where we're going to take income from. But I can't tell them, hey, this is what you're going to get up and do every day from now on in retirement. And and that is a really difficult thing for people. So I think this is a great topic and conversation. And and if they want to take, if anyone's out there and wants to take that first step of making sure their finances are in place, give us, you know, give our office a call um, and set up a time with me, Mike, or David, and we'd love to make sure that you get that those finances in order. So um, great conversation today. I know a lot of people, you know, there's a huge, huge percentage of the population that are in, the, you know, 50 to 60, 65, looking and getting close to retirement and having these thoughts and conversations. So a really important topic. If you have any questions, if you have any questions specific to this on anything else or any any future podcasts that you'd like us to do, please email us at podcast at mock1fg.com or you can go to our website and submit a question directly on under the podcast section. As always, thanks, Natalie, for producing the show. We appreciate everything that you do. And Mike, if you want to hit our thought for the day, I think it's a good one. I'd love to. This is from Eleanor Roosevelt. She says, you gain strength, courage, and confidence by every experience in which you really stop to look fear in the face. You gain strength, courage, and confidence by every experience in which you really stop to look fear in the face. So if something kind of scares you in retirement and you want to go do it, go for it. Absolutely. Good thought for the day. Well, that's it for today. We appreciate you listening to the podcast and we look forward to you joining us next time on the Mach 1 Market Moment. Mach 1 Financial Group, Inc. Mach 1 is an SEC-registered investment advisor located in Bentonville, Arkansas. Mach 1 may only transact business in those states in which it maintains a notice filing or qualifies for an exemption or exclusion from registration requirements. SEC registration does not constitute an endorsement of the firm by the commission, nor does it indicate that the advisor has attained a particular skill level or ability. 
Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. All investment strategies have the potential for profit or loss. The information presented is the sole opinion of the speaker and is not meant to be investment advice. Mach 1 does not provide tax or legal advice. You should speak with your tax or legal advisor regarding your specific situation. For full disclosures, please visit www.mach-1financial.com disclosures.